Greetings. Welcome back to Sick Flick. Um, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you back. And I'm excited for this episode. So as I said last week, this week we're going to be talking about season four of Insecure. We're going to do a rundown of it all. And we're going to talk about some some different things in it, I guess. Um, last week, I talked about Never Have I Ever and Blood and Water. So if you haven't watched it or listened to it, definitely check it out. But yeah, without further ado, let's get into this episode. So what I want to talk about for our entertainment news section is first, real quickly, I want to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart, at least. I don't know if it's near and dear to yours, but I saw that Terrence Nance, he not only confirmed season two of Random Acts of Flyness, but he also announced that the first season is free on YouTube to watch. So in light of all of the Black Lives Matter protests and general civil unrest, he did like a series of posts where it was clips from the Random Acts of Flyness season. And then he did one, I guess, towards the end of it all, where he talked about how Random Acts of Flyness is now available to watch for free on YouTube. Um, and that it kind of took a while because he tried to com- he had to convince HBO to let them put it on YouTube for free. But he finally got it. I know the first episode of season one is on YouTube, like the entire episode for free to watch. Um, but yeah, I know that the rest of the episodes weren't. So if you haven't seen Random Acts of Flyness and you don't have HBO and you would like to watch it for free on YouTube, it is on YouTube for free, and it's really good. But in the midst of him talking about it getting on YouTube, he also confirmed that season two is coming out. And, like, I'm so excited because I absolutely loved Random Acts of Flyness. I could not get enough of it. Um, I wrote about it for my race and representation class. Um, and... Yeah, I just love this show so much. And it came out in 2018. And I was wondering when it would come out again. It didn't come out in 2019. I was getting really scared that they just weren't going to put another season out. I knew it got confirmed or it got renewed for a second season. Um, but I was just afraid that like they never were. So they said that it's going to come out. It's coming soon. I don't know exactly when. He did not say that. But just to know that I will see it in the near future is, I guess, good enough for me because I did it. I was not expecting it at all. So, yeah, that's my short little tidbit. Um, My main thing that we're going to be talking about for the entertainment news section is that film and TV production have now resumed, I guess, or they're starting to resume um, mostly in L.A., So they announced um, June 11th that they were going to restart up some productions um, that following Friday. So 
the day after, June 12th. But they were going to be following a lot of safety protocols in order to, you know, social distance as much as they can while still trying to get the job done. So some of their protocol included um, health checks for vendors and employees when they arrive on set, protocol and workflow assessment to ensure proper social distancing and infection control, designation of a workplace that is, you know, in compliance to, I guess, regular safety procedures. And they were going to establish procedures for any employee exhibiting um, symptoms or who might have tested positive. So it seems like they're doing a lot to kind of ensure that people are not only at a safe distance from each other as much as possible, but also that they limit, you know, just people kind of being all over each other, I guess, for actors or, yeah, for actors or people on screen talent. Um, obviously, they can't do that much to control it, but they said that they're going to socially distance before and after they do their scene. So they're going to, whenever I guess they cut, they're going to try and make sure that they still maintain, um, you know, regular protocol. They said that all employees and visitors are required to wear masks unless they like physically can't. So again, like on-screen talent, you know, unless their movie is about them just wearing masks all the time, they're not going to be able to do that. Um, but then they're also going to disinfect and sanitize any shared products, so any shared clothes um, or tools, hair, wigs, stuff like that. Um, and then they're going to only allow designated places for like snacking um, and lunch and stuff like that. And then what else, what else, what else? Um, for, I guess, people that, I don't know, like, I guess you could say, like, maybe makeup artists or hairstylists, they say, like, workers like that, or even people in grip, they're going to have to have their own separate equipment. So, I, you know, again, makeup artists will probably only have equipment for the one person they're working on, and so on and so forth. And maybe for, like, people in grip and electrical, they have their designated tools, and they just keep to those tools as much as possible and if you have like multiple people working on a set doing the same thing they at least have their own tools um so movies that are going to be starting back up in production i only have two that i saw but i saw that they're going to be redoing or starting production back up again for batman i think the one that robert pattinson's in i don't know i feel like there are like twenty thousand batmans in existence and being made right now but whatever and then the matrix 4 so yeah it's exciting you see how i guess people are trying to find a new normal amongst all of this um and i feel like a lot of people were really concerned on when movies would start back up both movie production but also like movie theaters um, I know that like the Plaza Theater in Atlanta, they've started to do, what are they called? Outdoor screenings? Drive-ins? Yeah. So they've started doing drive-ins as a way of trying to 
give people a movie watching experience, but also, you know, stay in business. So it's actually crazy to think of like how the entertainment world has kind of grappled with this because I feel like, I don't know, I always thought that the arts were kind of like invincible when it came to things of this manner. Like if it comes to, I don't know, people losing their jobs, I always thought that like art would prevail because it's like art art is going to keep doing what it has to do, you know what I'm saying? So to see the film and entertainment world like having to step back um and take some time and then try and figure out how to go forward is kind of interesting but that's what I have for our entertainment news for this week so yeah I don't know what other places counties states cities um are starting back production as well I only saw LA um, so it might be other places. I'm kind of looking out for when Georgia's going to start just to be in the know. But yeah, besides that, that's all I have for our entertainment news. Um, so let's get on with the rest of the episode, the meat of the episode, I guess. So season four of Insecure. Let me just say, I guess, to start it off is I really like the season. I think this might be my favorite season, not because, I don't know, I just think that they did like a lot of things better. Um, I'm really sad that they took that extra year off, but I think honestly it worked out because the season was really good, both in like actual content, like storyline, but also in I guess the more technical aspects of it, like it just looked really nice overall. And there are a lot of interesting things that they did um, throughout the show. But yeah, loved it overall. Where do I want to start? Where do I want to start? I think we have to address the elephant in the room. Not actually not the elephant you think it is. (laughs) The other elephant in the room. And not really an elephant, but more of a problem. My biggest problem, which I feel like has been everybody's biggest problem, honestly, since like season two, maybe. And that is Molly. Molly, 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 Molly. Molly has so quickly become like everyone's least favorite character. Like she has so quickly become like the most annoying on your nerves character and it got really bad season three but I think season four like I'm not gonna say I hate her but it made me like build up some hatred towards her because it's like these are like her problems were so obvious and it was so clearly her fault 99% of the time to where you don't understand where her reasoning's coming from. Like, that's where I was at. So, yeah. We're, what happened in the first episode? First episode, hmm. First episode, she... Maybe I'm just not remembering. I think the first episode was fine, unless she... No. That's when she found out. That's when Issa found out that... Kendall and Lawrence were together. 
And I guess Molly had like Molly always had something to say about that where she didn't understand why Issa was cool with it. She didn't understand why Issa would still work with Condola, which again, like I think it one shows how immature Molly is. And I don't know, like I feel like it it shows a bit of like insecurity in a hypothetical sense, really. Like I just feel like I know that it's an awkward situation, but I feel like for Issa and Condola, their relationship is based off of business, you know, like that's how they form their relationship. And that's ultimately what they're working towards is to get Issa's um, block party up and running and to make it successful. So it's like, I understand that like me finding out that you're currently dating my ex is like really awkward and yes that is really awkward but I feel like that should not interfere with us doing our business you know what I'm saying and I feel like that's exactly what Molly would do you know if she found out that somebody at her work was doing that she she would she would do more to mess up her job than she would have like just dealing with it and especially because like Issa and Condola can they they can literally part ways after the block party you know Issa's not working for Condola vice versa is not happening either you know they're not they're only invested in each other enough to get Issa's um block party again up and running so for her to I guess have such a big problem with it doesn't make sense to me I don't know. I just feel like that wasn't a big deal. And for her to, again, to like make it a big deal, it's also like, sis, like, you know, what are you doing? What is all of this coming from? Yeah, she starts talking to Issa about how like she she thinks she likes her life to be messy and stuff like that, which I don't know. I feel like Issa does. Not that she puts herself in those situations, but I feel like she definitely like projects that energy. You know what I'm saying? to where you're all you're kind of like why do you keep ending up in these situations you know like isn't there a better way that we can isn't there a better way to not end up in these situations like why does this keep happening I I get that you know but I feel like to say that what you enjoy the messiness it, it doesn't it's rude and it doesn't make sense and that's not a way to like that's not a good way to tell your friend maybe she's not making the best decisions, you know? And so it just comes off very haterish, especially when it's during her fundraiser. That's another thing. It's like Molly has the worst timing to be a trash friend. She she finds like the biggest moments of like Issa's life or even the biggest moments of like Tiffany's life to in a way, make it about her, but to also just like constantly shit on her friends. Like, why'd you got to do that at my fundraiser? Why'd you got to do it at my blog party? Oh my gosh. So yeah, it's just, it really, she really just be irritating me. Um, and then on to, I guess the blog party. She, once she had absolutely like no, grounds to set that fake boundary between 
her relationship with Andrew and her relationship with Issa. It was just so dumb. And again, it's like, why do, why are you doing that right now when like I need you most? And I understand that like maybe Issa wasn't, you know, she was kind of shitting in her own right for not listening to her because again, even if you're in a rush, like you can, you can at least pretend to care about your friend's problems. If you don't even have the time to care, you can at least, you have at least the time to pretend to care about your friend's problems. And for her to just blatantly not, I'd be mad. But you know what I would do instead? I would probably tell them. Or I'd just like create my own distance. But it's like when she's coming to you for something that big, where it's like, hey, I don't have a headliner for this big event. I've been spending months and months and months and a bunch of money working on it's kind of like I don't know I'll be mad at you tomorrow but I'm I'll still try to help you out as much as I can and for her to be like no I'm not going to help you out at all for this huge event that you've been working and dying on for you know, the past few months, just because like, you're not listening to me talk about work today. And now I want to set boundaries in my relationship. It was like, it makes, it makes me honestly think that like, Molly actively tries to bring Issa down, honestly, and truly. I feel like for whatever reason, she she doesn't like when Issa is thriving. And so like with this block party, everything's going well. And I feel like she automatically feels, I don't know, some sort of competition, some sort of resentment that Issa is just not constantly down on her luck. And that's also the thing is like, it seems like Molly gets so much enjoyment out of being better than Issa, you know, where it's like, oh, I have a good career, stable career. I drive a nice car. I'm not in financial, you know, I don't have financial issues. Besides nobody wanting to be with me, it seems like my life is better than yours. And she constantly banks on that. And even in when it comes to relationships, it's like you can't ever have a conversation with Molly about her issues with Andrew. She always has to flip it and turn it on, you know, Issa and make it something about her. It's like, why do you constantly, why are you constantly trying to bring her down, you know? And like, it just, I don't know. It so clearly says that in that moment of like, you're just trying to bring her down in any chance that you can, where you're going to make a false excuse of you trying to now care about your boundaries with your relationship or whatever. And then when they get to the block party, you know, she is the only one that is so surprised you know, and she's also the one that's kind of like, I feel like this is going to be garbage. Like, I feel like this is going to be a disaster, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how are you her best friend? And not only do you have zero faith in her, but you're already talking down on this event that you haven't even gone to. And then once you get to the event and you're constantly being shown that it's actually working out, you want to you want to act so surprised like again it just shows that one you have not been paying that much attention and two you are so wrapped up in the idea of being better than her and having everything she does turn into failure that you are 
like inadvertently putting this failure energy onto her. And then if anything fails, it's her. Like she's that she's the person behind the big eruption at her block party because she wants to start a fight. Which is like I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand why she would do that at my event. And at the last minute, at the last minute, you're going to turn this perfectly fine function that I had that was already hard to get by in the first place. Now you're going to turn into the exact thing I didn't want it to be because you wanted to fight over what? Me me using my resources in the end to help me out because you didn't want to help me out? Like, oh my gosh, that, that irritated me so much. Molly at the blog party, like that's what made me be like, okay, like I'm starting to hate Molly. And it was like she constantly was never redeeming herself. She was never redeeming herself. And she was so self-centered, self-centered and so self-obsessed. Like Andrew would tell her one thing, like after they went on vacation and had that huge blowout with um, his brother, you know, he, one, he tries to help them talk it out or figure it out. She's like, no, I don't understand why you would want to put me in that situation. And then when he invites her to, I don't know, like a game or whatever, she's like, no, I don't understand why you would put me in that situation. Huh? Like you can't avoid his brother forever, especially if you're trying to make this an actually serious relationship. Like I understand that like his brother kind of sucks because what he said was racist and he endorsed racism. And like you have every right to be mad at him. And to feel like you don't want to speak to him. But in the at the end of the day, he's not avoidable. You cannot avoid him because he is the beloved brother of your boyfriend. And it's like, if at that point you want to avoid him forever, then you want to break up with your boyfriend. And it's just uh, so annoying. So, yeah, Molly has sucked. She has been sucking this entire season. But... She definitely needed to see a therapist and I'm glad that she called back up her therapist, but I'm afraid that it's not going to do much because she didn't really learn anything the last time she went to her. You know, she essentially just like dumped all of her issues onto her therapist and then anytime her therapist said something, she deflected, you know? And so it's like how how much is she actually going to change? And I mean, there was a tiny bit of hope when they showed her at her therapist, but it still wasn't enough for any sort of breakthrough. And it's like, that's what she needs at this point. Somebody, somebody, I don't know if it's her therapist, it doesn't seem to be Andrew, but somebody needs to tell Molly about herself in a way that will actually click because right now she is just she's compiling all of these problems that she's in as like other people's problems and I just I need her to get it together I need her to get it together (laughs) so 
Yeah. Molly has been sucking this, you know, this past season. Um, and there's just a lot of problems that maybe we'll get to. I will say, this is, I guess, just a random side note, but I'm really disappointed in the lack of appearances from Kelly and Tiffany and really just everybody's friends um, besides that really just kind of like the friends, I guess. Like even like Lawrence's friend, like I don't even remember his name, but old dude that's like constantly cheating on his wife. He was there in the beginning and so was Tiffany's husband. But once it kind of hones in on Molly and Issa and kind of Lawrence, kind of, um, they really just like are abandoned. And I don't know, like not that it made me particularly mad, but it definitely got to a point where I was like, where are they? You know, and it, it's it's I guess what makes it worse or what poses as an actual problem to me is the fact that they kind of freeze their storylines until the season finale. You know, it's not even something where they check up on them or they fill you in on um, what's going on in their life. It's like they, they just stop existing until the last episode. You know, and it's it's like, I don't know if that's necessary because it's also weird how and I think the therapist might have mentioned it where like all of this that was going on between Molly and Issa. Um, I think the therapist mentioned that like Molly kind of stopped checking in on everybody. Like she started getting so wrapped up in her and Issa fighting that she kind of forgot about everybody else. And if she didn't say that, then oh, I don't know. <laughs> then that's just my opinion, I guess. But I think it is particularly true, but I also feel like that's not, it's not a good enough excuse for the TV sake. You know, it might be for Molly and Issa's sake, but I think I still would have liked to see more of Kelly and Tiffany um, because, again, they might not be the main characters, but they're still characters and they've done a pretty okay job at filling them in and making them feel somewhat realistic um, up until this point where they abandon their storylines. But I know that also people have a big problem with how they treat, how the show treats um, Kelly in particular, which I definitely would agree because she has become kind of like a caricature of, I don't know, some sort of black woman of, I don't know, maybe like the brash brash is that a word the crass the crass like outrageous black woman you know and so it becomes to the point where everything she does is for a punchline and it's super crazy and like unhinged and I do like that about her but she does rarely have grounding moments like I think um Tiffany's baby shower was a really big breakthrough for giving Kelly more depth because you actually saw that she was struggling with something. Um, and I feel like, yeah, they've just, the TV show's done a really poor job at showing um, Kelly and Tiffany, but Kelly especially, 
as kind of full human beings as they do Issa and Molly. Um, and I think that in this this season in particular, they kind of went a bit backwards um, in progressing on that idea, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I wish I would have saw more of Kelly and Tiffany. And I also feel like, you know, they tried to they tried to do that for Tiffany um, in the end where they show her kind of running away. But they like I still feel like it was so unresolved. Like, I really don't know why she truly ran away. Like, I understand like she she was going through a lot. But like, that's vague. You know, and so it was just like, oh, it's just I'm just so overwhelmed and like I wasn't feeling very happy, but I didn't know how to tell you. And I don't know. It's like, OK, but also I feel like there's other ways of doing that. And I feel like that you could have definitely hinted towards that um, more so throughout the TV show, you know, and I think. I think her husband, I forget what her husband's name, but I feel like her husband does a better or they make her husband do a better job at starting to allude to that um, when the baby is born. And I think he's kind of like, you know, I've I'm just so tired. I don't get any sleep. She'd be yelling at me or something like that. Um, but yeah, it it. It happened so out of nowhere, and so it just felt so oddly placed, especially since, like, since episode two or three, they're never, like, mentioned again, um, so it just kind of happens out of nowhere, and I guess, you know, maybe it can be seen as kind of, like, they forgot, Issa and Molly forgot about them because they were dealing with their own issues. And so in the process, like the audience forgets about them. So when this happens, it does feel so like out of nowhere because we've all collectively have been kind of brainwashed through Issa and Molly's perspectives to stop worrying about them. But I just feel like it more so in the end, I can understand that perspective, but I feel like it more so in the end feels more clunky than I think they intended it to be because there's no alluding to it you know I feel like if there was some alluding to it to where the audience could at least pick up on it even if the um the characters don't then that would have felt a lot better but it just kind of randomly being plopped in there it just kind of feels weird you know so, yeah, um, I guess we can start getting on to like the meat of it. I don't know. Um, actually, no, I don't want to talk about that. I'll talk about some super, super minor things or some technical things. So I, I think Insecure does a really good job of like they have a lot of cute outfits <laughs> but I feel like this season particularly they were really in their bag they were really in their bag on outfits um and I know that everybody like on Twitter was like Molly's outfits have consistently been immaculate and I would definitely agree I think that's also something randomly but yes Molly's Molly's outfits have been really good everybody's outfits have been um really nice and really beautiful 
but I feel like Issa has really come up um, in her appearance, in her appearances, especially with her apartment, which leads me to ask the question of how is she making money? I don't know if I was the only one that wondered that, but like you just, you quit your job and I know you're doing Lyft and I know you can make a, a bit of money from Lyft, but like, is that all that you're doing? And I mean, I guess, I don't know. She's doing Lyft. She's also the, what, super for her apartment. So she's either getting paid for that or she's just paying less rent, um, which I guess makes sense. But it it's still like it. To me, I see a visual gap in her finances. And so I'm just like, how is she making money? You know, how does she make money off of the block party? Because it, it never mentioned that. It's just, it's a random, a random bit, I guess. Um, but yeah, constantly throughout the show, I was like, how is, how is she, how is she doing with her money? Like, what are her finances looking like? Because I feel like we're not. I'm so I'm so all over the place with how she's making money, but again, that was just random. Um, I think the editing and directing was beautiful this season. It was really, really good. Um, there were a lot of interesting edits, a lot of interesting directing um things, I guess. I feel like that's the worst way of saying it. <laughs> but there were like a lot of interesting shots throughout the season so I wish I could say more about it but I think it was just it was just really nice the show is it's like it it never lacks I feel like um and it was it's usually always very nice but I think that this season it just had a little it had a little edge to it and I feel like it, it took a lot of more stylistic choices in with the tv show which made it um, just look a lot better, even though it still has always looked good. Um, but I think definitely like the prettiest episode. Ooh, I don't know. I think maybe the prettiest episode is Molly's episode where she's on vacation. Cause like she's on vacation. Like it's obviously going to be beautiful, but also I think the episode, I think it's the episode right after that with her and Lawrence where they're kind of coming back together I think that was really pretty between the restaurant and the art show they were really nice and they were really well directed um, and the writing has gotten a lot better there are definitely some moments in Insecure where you're like okay that was kind of corny or like that was over the top or you know that was very much a huge emphasis on like millennial Gen Z culture or something you know and it not that it feels outdated, but you're just kind of like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, but I feel like there are a lot less moments of that in this season. I mean, there are a lot of just like genuinely funny parts in it. But I have no complaints when it comes to how it looks, feels, sounds. I think it sounds, looks, and feels a lot better this season, even though they've always kind of done a really good job of that. Um... I was going to say something. I was going to say something. Oh, I wanted to talk about how short these episodes feel because I'm not the only one that feels this way. And I think I've cracked the code as to why. So I was talking to my aunt about this and 
I was saying that I think what makes these episodes feel short, which I don't know, you can either take it or leave it as like justification for why it feels short or maybe justification for why it shouldn't feel short. But I feel like the fact that the season finale, um, I feel like is the structure of that was very reminiscent to how they've done it before in past seasons. And so since this past season has kind of focused on one main issue with every episode, I feel like that's why it might breeze by so much, you know, because I feel like the last episode there was Molly and Andrew, Issa and Lawrence, Lawrence and Condola, all of them with Tiffany, a little bit of Issa and Nathan, um, and then Issa and Molly. Like, you know, there were 12 different things going on at one time or 12 little issues or subplots um, interacting all at one time in that episode. And the other episodes this season... I feel like haven't been following that same structure of how they bring up and address issues. So like Molly's episode was kind of all dedicated to in the end, showing Molly that she is the problem in some degree or in the end, like giving Molly some sort of wake up call on whatever she felt like she needed. Like she felt like she needed to address something. I don't know because she just has barely progressed at all this season you know so but it's a bunch of like small stuff it's not like a big thing of her addressing Issa and then her addressing Andrew you know it's not it's not like every issue that she has been dealing with this entire season but it's just central to Molly it's a bunch of small things that add up to the big climax of her fighting with Andrew's brother and then afterwards she's kind of like okay like I think I need to see my therapist again you know and I feel like that's how a lot of the or that's how this entire season has been so far um, besides the finale and so since it is kind of meditating on one main issue that it would feel longer but I think the fact that There's not a lot going on in one episode because it's meditating on one main issue is what makes it feel like it's going much faster, you know, because they really take their time with that one issue and not that it didn't work, but it feels so much more, I don't even want to say effective, but you know, it it doesn't feel as short for like an hour long episode because it starts to actually like drag on because you have so much time to spend on establishing feelings, moods, tones for whatever issue you want to address in that episode. And you also have the ability to address multiple issues in that episode. But when you're confined to, you know, a little bit over 30 minutes, um, you don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of room to wander And so the fact that they have been kind of wandering and just kind of slowly making their way through various issues, um, I think has made the season feel like it's flown by a lot faster, you know, and they've also kind of put some issues on hold, especially again, with the freezing of, 
Kelly and Tiffany's plot lines, once you freeze what's going on in their life, you have a lot more time, even though they don't, they don't really get any time at all in past seasons, but you still have more time to focus on, you know, Issa and Molly. Um, so I feel like that's maybe why the episodes feel a lot shorter is because they kind of decide to focus on one main thing every episode and they just really take their time um, with addressing it, which I don't feel any particular way about it because, again, I feel like this season did a lot better at addressing and bringing up issues um, and it, it feels more complete when they do that but I also don't like the feeling of being like dang like this episode flew right past me you know like I wish that if they're gonna do it that way then they were hour long because I, I would like to spend I would like to spend more time with the tv show you know what I'm saying but yeah that's what I feel like is why it's so short um Hmm, I guess we can actually get to the meat of the episode or the meat of the season, which is Issa and her love triangle. And let me just say, um, I've always kind of been since Nathan popped up on the scene, I've been a Nathan Issa stan. Um, I not to say that I wasn't a fan of Lawrence or Lauren and Lawrence and Issa's relationship but I've kind of been okay with it from where it was at you know like I I always thought that Issa needed to get herself right needed to heal from the situation or both of them needed to heal from the situation but eventually go their own ways and I I continue to feel that way throughout this entire season so I've always been a Nathan stan um I think I I definitely started to feel a different way when he disappeared. Um, I think that I understand that he was going through a lot, but it was just like, it's, it's always just a trash way of, you know, leaving a relationship, I guess. But yeah, so I was really hesitant on him. And as the season progressed and it seemed like, you know, Issa was moving past Nathan. I was kind of, you know, accepting it, but I just wasn't thinking that she was going to move past him back to Laura's, you know what I'm saying? But when he popped back up and I don't know, I always, when he disappeared in season three, I always was like, you know, something's not right. And so when he came back and he was acting all nervous and jittery, I was like, you know, something's wrong with him. Um, he has something going on in his life. I think it is something that has to do with the mental illness. I didn't think it was bipolar. And I'm interested to see, like, I'm interested to know why they chose bipolar disorder. Because, I mean, I don't really remember him displaying any sort of, is it symptoms or any sort of behaviors? I don't know, maybe the lift drive where he gets in the fight with that one guy, but I don't even know if I would categorize that as him being bipolar, more so of that guy just being an asshole. So I don't know. It I feel like the TV show, it, it never really gave you a lot of precursor to that discovery. 
Um, so maybe we'll see that in the future. But I guess I'm just interested to see why they decided to do bipolar disorder as opposed to really anything else because they don't really show the behaviors of that. Um, but I did have a feeling in my gut from, I think, like the season finale of season three or even before that when he just kind of disappeared that something was off and especially the season finale of season three I was like I think that it has something to do with some sort of mess, mental disorder so to find that he did he during that time he found out he had bipolar disorder um it kind of comes together so you know knowing that it it always made me not as mad at Nathan as maybe other people were or other people or people think I should have been but I was kind of like I think since he's going through something mentally um you know I I wouldn't be that mad so yeah finding that out it was I guess quite the discovery but I feel like Nathan has been the most has like been the best person for Issa so far um I know that Lawrence cared about her and I guess in the end their relationship parting ways was her fault for cheating. But there are a lot of things that he said and a lot of, you know, things that he did that I feel like were just no goes and did not really make me want to root for them. Um, I still really like Daniel, even though Daniel did say some things as well, especially when he was talking down on Issa. But he'll probably find a way to come back up. But I think ultimately, like, my heart lies with Nathan. And so when she chooses Lawrence over him, it made me mad. It made me so mad. And in the final episode, one, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> like, I was not expecting that at all. Like, when he came back and he was like, I spoke to Condola, I was like, okay, like, he maybe he cheated maybe he decided to get back together with her blah 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 um but when she tells him she's pregnant oh my gosh <laughs> and she's like i'm gonna keep the baby i was like dang dog but it also made me say dang dog because Issa ruined her chances with nathan like i think it's one thing for her to like cut him off because he disappeared on her and like yes okay but after like if someone were to tell me that they got back with their ex after that I'm not really inclined to be with them you know just kind of on the principle of like okay you want to go back to your ex instead of being with me you know so it's like you literally just told him that you were getting serious with Lawrence and that you wanted to just be friends after kind of already rejecting him again. Like, you're not going to come back after this. But also it's like, what are you going to do with Lawrence? Like, I understand you guys kind of always had feelings for each other. You guys were together for so many years. And you're kind of working past the pain of you cheating um, to get back together. But now this man has kids with a whole other lady and then it's like even if condola tells him that he does not have to be in his child's life it kind of says something about him 
if he's like actively decides not to, you know, like even if even if it's not my child, I would be like, I feel like if you're if you're half a decent man, like you would you would be in your child's life because that's your child at the end of the day, regardless of the circumstances, I guess. So that was crazy. That's really crazy. And I'm really interested to see how that plays out next season. And I do feel sorry for Lawrence. I feel sorry for him. And I guess Condola that it conceived a child out of the not most preferred circumstances. Um, but yeah, that just sucks. That sucks. That sucks. Um, not that children suck, but like that situation, it, it sucks. It sucks. I can't, I can't deny it. So yeah, that was really crazy. I was not expecting it at all. So yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but I still am like, I don't, I don't want Lawrence and Issa to be together. Like I just never, I never wanted that. Um, and I don't know if she's going to stay with him like again like logically you could be with him even though he has a kid but again it's like I feel like Lawrence is really going to be a good man he needs to be there for Condola and he needs to be a good father to that child and it's like for Issa do you really want to be the girlfriend like do you really want to be with this man as he tries to be an active father for a completely different child you know like do you really want to be like be thrown into the stepmom role to a man that found out that he was having a child in the midst of you guys getting back together I don't know I don't know so yeah, that sucks. It sucks. But I'm just really hurt that Issa told Nathan. Like, I'm really hurt that Issa told Nathan that she was being with Lawrence after that. Um, but I hope that... I, I don't suspect we will no longer see Nathan anymore. I would really like to see more of him because I think um, even if he's not completely tied to Issa, which I guess kind of diminishes his purpose in the show, but... I would still like to learn more about Nathan because I think he is genuinely, genuinely an interesting character. Um, and I think that he provides a lot of depth to the TV show. Um, he brings it down in a sense of like energy, but in a good way to where, again, it, it doesn't just feel like constantly, it doesn't constantly feel like a comedy show. Um, even in the moments with, molly and Issa, you know like it's crazy but nathan he brings it he brings it down to kind of like reality in a sense where you're just like oh shit like this is serious you know so yeah i'm so sad like i'm so sad i'm so sad on everybody's behalf but i guess regarding Issa and nathan i'm i'm sad because i really enjoyed the relationship and he was just he's 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 a good guy I would say as of right now, you know, you really can't trust men. And I'm not going to say I trust him. But I'm going to say that 
I like him so far. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah, that was crazy. Um, I think that's mostly what I'd have to say. I guess small things. Tiffany was wrong for not telling Issa about Condola and Lawrence. I know that maybe you don't know the best way to tell your friend, but she was also the one that brought them together or set them up. And I feel like, like, I, I understand that they were, they like had been getting over each other and stuff like that. But I feel like that's something that you should definitely inform your friend about regardless. Um, so yeah, Tiffany was wrong for that. I, I'll say it. I'll say it. Oh, I wanted to talk quickly, quickly about the whole thing that she felt with um, Lawrence and Condola when she found out that, you know, Lawrence had been doing better and that Condola was with him now. Um, and like the whole thing she said to her brother on Thanksgiving about how she felt like she got the nigga with potential you know, and Condola was reaping the benefits of her building up this man. There is a great episode or there is a great video from Kimberly Foster for for Harriet on YouTube. I'm not 100% sure if she continued doing those like episode breakdown videos where she would talk to different people about the episodes. But I know that in the beginning, she definitely did. And she covered that episode particularly where they talked about the whole like building a man for another woman to reap the benefits. And I really like everything that her and all of the audience people um, that tuned in had to say. So I think you should really watch it if you want more discussion on the TV show. Um, but I guess also particularly that topic. But somebody said that like Lawrence doesn't really have his shit together in the way that I think people and Issa think they did like he's in the process of getting it together but he is not like the complete fulfilled man that I think everybody was thinking he was because it's like the only thing that he did differently or the only thing that the only way that he got better was that he was able to finally find a job and from that job he's been kind of supporting himself and you know I guess you know Issa's not reaping the benefits of that financially whatever wise I don't know but it's like I understand where you get frustrated like investing in somebody especially in somebody that just like you, you shouldn't you, you didn't need to invest in like he should have felt the need to to get himself together but I don't know it's just like to keep dwelling on it girl just take that as a lesson to find better I feel like you know and again you're not seeing who he really is you're not seeing the full man that he really is because you're kind of seeing him in passing and you're probably also seeing him in his best moments so it's like he might seem to be doing better and it might feel weird because it was from your doing but it is okay it is okay because if you if you seek to do better then you will do better and you don't necessarily have to run back to this man just because you see he's been doing better. You know, I think, again, their relationship for me is like this. 
this has been a big learning lesson on multiple levels, but that doesn't mean that you have to go back to that, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't, I think that's all that I have. Uh, I just want to say like the tiniest bit, the part in looking for Latoya where they're doing the, um, press conference, I guess. And the guy's like, we will find this lost Toyota. I don't know why, but that is so funny. (laughs) And they're like, they're like, this is not a missing. This is not a case for a missing car. This is like the case for a missing girl named Latoya. And then also the fact that like all these celebrities got on Insecure to play this fake reality or this fake like mystery TV show. I thought that was hilarious. Um, Andrew, Andrew was way too good for Molly. Andrew had a lot more patience than Molly deserved. Andrew, he did a lot for Molly that she just did not deserve, honestly and truly. He was too kind for her. Um, And I think it's good that he broke things off. But again, I wish he told her about herself because she really needed that. She really needs to, to be read to filth, honestly and truly. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, at this point, you can, you can spare her feelings, but I think she also deserves to have her feelings hurt because like, she's just been terrible. She's been terrible, terrible, hate it. So yeah, I guess a question I had was, I said, Molly really gives up on every relationship, but why not Andrew? You know, cause it's, it's funny because she like she even gave up on her relationship with her father so you're going to give up on your relationship with your father before you give up on your relationship with Andrew I just want to know why you know what does your relationship with Andrew why is that such a big deal is it because it's it's been the only thing that seems to be working out and so now when you're in a crisis you feel the need to like hang on for dear life but also like I don't know that's your father so I don't know. I didn't really get that resolved. I didn't find many answers in my thinking and my pondering. Um, But that's just a question I have. Maybe it'll be explored or maybe I'll get some some guidance, some evidence to figure it out on my own next season. But I definitely caught on to that. Um, But besides that, like I said, I really enjoyed this season. I thought it was really good. And I'm excited for next season and I hope that next season comes next year because I'm really mad that they gave up on last year you know what I'm saying I'm really mad that they waited uh, an extra year so moving on to our sick flick of the week I actually have no idea um let's see we're really gonna think on the fly let me look at my movies hmm I'll say this (laughs) In light of everything going on, in light of the Black Lives Matter movement that has been gaining a lot of traction, I say in general, my sick flicks of the week are just black films. Watch some black films. Watch Moonlight. Watch if Bill Street could talk. Watch The Wiz. Ooh, watch The Wiz. Watch Dream Girls. Oh my gosh. Maybe I'll watch Dream Girls after this. Hmm. 
But I don't know. Watch some black movies. Watch some movies with black people in it. <laughs> watch some movies about black people, starring black people, edited by black people, written by black people, directed by black people. But also watch like constructively or objectively good movies, you know, especially with everything going on. Maybe don't limit your movie watching to black drama. Especially don't, you know, watch some movies where black people are having fun. Watch The Incredible Jessica James. Watch the movie about black people living fun and interesting lives you know not everything has to be sad so that'll be my sick flick of the week anything black watch something black (laughs) watch something black um next episode even at this point i have no idea we'll figure it out we're gonna come up with something um we just don't have to you don't have to prepare for next episode i'll say that It, it i'll make it easy on you you don't have to, there's no watching assignment that you have to do for next episode. It'll all be on me. So we'll both be surprised. Okay. So um, besides that, if you enjoyed it, please let me know. I really like to know what is going on in people's minds when they are listening to this podcast. You know, I want to engage. I want to see what are your thoughts? What were your thoughts last episode for blood and water and never have i ever if you watch them what are your thoughts for this episode regarding insecure um if you don't know i have a instagram dedicated to this podcast it is at sickflick.pod um it is for you to be in the know of when episodes are coming out but also if i have any thoughts um questions or want to get engaged or something like that and you can also input your thoughts your comments questions concerns or suggestions you can do it at sigflick.pod but besides that that is this week's episode yeah i'm excited to be back and i can't wait to see you next week so yeah peace out girl scout